Welcome to the Sunday Company Post Show Wrap-Up, recorded live. All right, everybody, welcome to Adequate, the Sunco After Show. This is episode five. I am Christian Xavier, joined to my right by the amazing Daniel Redman. Well, well, uh, Daniel Redman, yes, that's me. And also joining us is Mr. Victor. Victor Siordia. Siordia. Siordia Ibedes. That didn't stick. No, it It didn't stick. It really didn't stick. Because that's usually how you get the insulin. You stick it yourself. Yeah. Oh, he actually got you there. That's true. <laughs> uh, Victor, do you mind running through our set list tonight? Uh, yeah, I uh, wrote it down. Um, this is the best of my recollection. Uh, we did Try That On For Size, Sing It, uh, Pan Left, Pan Right, Crime Story, Blind Line, I Can Do Better, Bad Ted Talks, and Hey, Later. Victor, you were the man in the sky tonight. Yes, I uh, was voicing. Yeah, t- give us, uh, if, if you don't mind, just give us uh, what was maybe a highlight for you of the evening, something that stood out, that, uh, or, or maybe something from Matt's notes that uh, you're going to walk away with. Uh, one thing that I guess thing that stood out for me, I mean, I didn't get a lot of notes. Like, I pressed the wrong button to start off with, which is fine. Uh, I committed to it uh, because it was already the sound was already going, but it was it was kind of a mess because again uh, we ran out of pre-show. We were waiting for like a, a party to show up, and so we ran out of pre-show music, and it was like dead. And so I had to restart that, and then. But one of the highlights for me was uh, a thing that we introduced in TED Talks like a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, I had this idea of we had the LED lights and they can provide colors and stuff and I thought it'd be really funny because we often like pretend like we're mine we, we mind that we're doing slide changes just changing the LED color and just indicate a, a change of a slide and so we're doing that and that's all fun and all but then Dan uh, you sir uh, you yeah. had an excellent idea that said hey let's go back to the previous slide and I had, <laughs> was just in panic mode of like what color was it what did I use what did I use what did I use and then I was like I think it was blue and then I hit it and it was blue and it hit and everyone laughed. You nailed it. Like it was, yeah. It was a good. No, that was, it was a, high, a voice highlight for me. That was a big yeah. voice highlight. Uh, I'm sorry for uh, raising your your stress levels, oh, but no. it paid off, man. That was a big payoff. No, that was really good. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like voicing a lot because uh, you it, really really dialed it in, though, man. You're you're probably one of the top uh, voicers that we have now at this point. It's just all video games, man. There's just buttons yeah. and lasers and sound and stuff. But what, uh, what is wait, your wait, like? Wait, 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 what's your break lasers? Rate? We have lasers. Lasers. Uh, no, I just play with them in the. Oh, booth. you just play with them in yeah. the booth by yourself. Yeah. All right, just making sure. I just I was worried that I wasn't doing the appropriate level of voicing because I wasn't using lasers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's a metaphor for the focus that I bring to the job. That's right. It's laser focused uh-huh. by Victor Seward. Speaking of, what do you what what did the first like twenty minutes look like before we started pre-show? How do you how do you get ready for? Uh, for voicing? voicing, yeah. What's what's like your ritual for voicing at this uh, point? Usually, if I'm a little uncertain, I'll go. I'll run through some of the stuff uh, upstairs. Um, I'll just run through like maybe one or two. The, the only complicated part is really the opening, because there's a like, multiple buttons and you have to be talking at the same time. That's pretty much it. But I just run through stuff. I like to press uh, some of the different sound effects and different songs to see if I can add some variety into it. Because if we have a singing game, which we did tonight, like sing it. Um, I heard a song in there tonight that I've never heard yeah. before. Yeah, it was well, like a, uh, yeah. Tell me about that. Where did like that come from? Jazzy piano or some kind of it was either some piano one. I think is what I played. I just wanted something a little bit different. It was pretty easy. Like I think uh, so. The canned music is great. We all kind of know some of the the uh, melodies or the melodies that we can use. We don't always use the same same ones, but just to throw it and mix it up a little bit. I mean, because um, I felt I was in a mashup 
this past week that was musical as well, and we played songs that I never sang to before, <laughs> and it was very challenging. And not that I was trying to screw with anybody from the booth, but like it's fun to give some variety because it like one of the things that I know that we all probably like about this is. Uh, we don't know what's coming next, and it's always a the delight. Groupies. It's oh, a delight. No, not the groupies. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, we all you have eat, our own homegrown you, groupies, but no. <laughs> we have fans. No. We do. <laughs> They're electric fans. When it's very warm, you flip the switch right, and they start yeah. cooling down a bit. Uh, so, from a voice prep standpoint, I just kind of make sure that I know everything. But tonight it was a, it was a pretty, it was a really good crowd actually. Um, but there was like, like twenty five or so walk ups. Like it was a lot yeah. of business. Like at the beginning, and people were buying drinks and stuff. So my pre show ritual when I'm voicing is like try and run through it after after we get back at six thirty. For a little bit, and then it's in like panic mode because like yeah. uh, I always feel a little bit stressed because I want to help out with house downstairs, and I'm like, when is the right time to go? Oh. So speaking of so. voicing specifically in the pre-show ritual, I feel like no matter what, no one person in the group voices enough to be always fully comfortable with the aspects of voicing. It's yeah, a challenge it's a every point. time. And to be honest, I think the only person that might do it enough is Ernie because he actually voices for main stage. And that is what I find to be the most difficult challenge. So the panic mode that you describe is probably what every single person on this group feels, with the exception of potentially Ernie. I would have no fucking clue how to voice right now. I haven't done it probably for three months. I would be complete. I would have to learn it from scratch right over again. Well, to be fair, you're, you can host and I can't because I've never really hosted. So you can host, so dude, you've got the right chops for it. Well, I, no, no, I really don't. <laughs> I, well, I can go I up zero, there and be like, "Welcome everybody, this is an applause." Hey. No, but you know the games. You I, can I explain the, the games really well. You can keep the energy going if you're not falling asleep. Hey, that was one time <laughs> last week. All right, I was falling asleep today, too, but that's only because of the beer, okay? That's right. And the fact that I got back in from Vegas this morning super freaking early. You're a maniac. Yeah. So, Victor, that that song that you threw in, did you know before the show that you were going to toss in that like, no. rogue song? No. It just came to you, you're like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Well, yeah. Hold on. I was looking uh, for Hold on. some... Losers, we just got called out uh, as losers and we turned over. Sorry. So, I don't know. I was just looking for something different and it worked out really well. Just, how do you feel like uh, Elisa handled it when you threw it out there? Bomb. Yeah, she nailed it. I mean, baller status. You threw it out there and it was probably not a song that she had heard before. She picked it right up on beat and I felt like it it played out. No, I think Elisa's got a really, she's really good at uh, finding the melody. Like we, we were in the, the musical workshop together that we did the musical show. Oh man. So you felt comfortable throwing out that song knowing that Elisa was in line to pick it up. I mean that that's actually a good connection to know who was taking it. I, I actually trust uh, the majority of people on Sunco to take whatever the voice or anyone else can throw at them. So, so the majority does not include me. It's just uh, <laughs> Here we go. It's always got to be about you, Christian. What can I say? I am the black sheep <laughs> of the group. Uh, no, in any case, you, you're right. You did, you did just take that music workshop. Uh, Elisa was in it. We've got a couple of other Sunco folks that were in it, including um, Afton. She was in it. Who else was in it? James? Was James in it? Or Adam? It was Adam. Adam was in it. Uh, and it was it was a great show. You guys killed it. 
Yeah, and it was great. And and to be honest, it's one of those things where I think all of us can improve on and work on continuously anyways, always improving that musical chops because even if we cannot sing, we still need to be able to have the level of confidence in order to perform and knock it out the park. You're right. It's one of those, like, you got to have it in the tool set. It's got to be there when you need it because you don't know when it's going to come up, especially if you play Deck of Fate. Like, you might get stuck with a singing game. So or not even why, just, why didn't we do Deck of Fate this time? Uh, Good I question. I believe that Sarah had some concerns around Deck of Fate. Oh, I don't know. All the, that's a lot of descriptions that we have to know. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was that or if Matt decided I should have pulled it man. So in the past, I've just been like, yeah, dude, whatever. I'm going to do Deck of Fate, and I've shit the bed as a host <laughs> running Deck of Fate. Well, so the, the I didn't know that I had in this universe the ability to pull that game out. So to be fair, what, uh, what Dan is describing is we had a situation where Dan, as the host, picked a game, didn't know what the fuck it was. I went poop, poop, poop right in the bed. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, someone else is going to explain yeah, it, was, it. It was, I believe Alec can explain this game. And then, and then Alec, Alec blanks, turns, like, And then yeah, Alec's like, no, no, I, I actually Ernie can explain Ernie can the explain game. Ernie can explain it. And then uh, Ernie tanked. And, and then I, Ernie's like, <laughs> Mr. Voice. Uh, Not exactly a shining moment in my hosting history. I'm surprised I've gotten hosting scheduled for me uh, since then. But uh, Hey, well, you have to, I mean, I pressed the wrong button tonight at once. I mean, you have to learn. You have to make mistakes. Uh, only Continue one mistake, on. and then you're out. Well, uh, then you are everyone's been very forgiving with me. Then. Yeah. I don't know about yours. I'm surprised I'm still around. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, right, guys. Look at us, all self-deprecating assholes up here. One of my favorite things ever is one of my friends, uh, He, as a Freudian slip, he said uh, self-defecating humor. Oh, wow. And it's so funny to me because I keep letting him say it. I'm going to let him keep saying it. Just do that. Just self-defecating I've had that mistake. I actually made that mistake for a long time at work. Um, I was trying to refer to a database as like a central place where you'd store things. Mm -hmm. And I called it a central suppository (laughs) instead of a central depository. Uh, Depository. It's repository. I believe it's a repository. Any one of those would have been better than suppository. But I I did it and it was on a recording. My manager was listening and they said, dude, that's not the right word. I don't think you mean to say what you're meaning to say. English is very, very hard. It's a tough language, you know, like, I don't know. It's all good. You know what? Databases are, are very difficult things to understand. That's right. And you know what? You could shove them right up your ass. Exactly. That's a central suppository. That's a central suppository. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is a database podcast, right? You're talking about databases? Uh, database. Oh, database. Yeah. It's well, yeah. talking I mean, about our databasing. Sometimes you're talking about, uh, you know, the uh, Dr. Know-it-all, who is true oracle. Yep. So it can be. There's a time. I get it. That's a, that's a very nerdy it is, database It is, joke. but it's okay because we can always do it again and just call it a sequel. Oh, uh, uh, wow. Wow. So, and Victor, that, I know, you dropped the mic. You Sorry. dropped the mic on that one. I did. I did. That's a, I, I, I just got back from a conference in Vegas that was all tech, so I am very hey, much tell us more about it. Tell us all about the, the databases and at tech conferences, please. Tell us, tell us more. What, what else can you tell us about him? Like, did he have a car? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. No, I mean, are you? Are, is a data stored in an array? Is it stored in a... I'm really... I'd have no more vocabulary no. about databases. Can we stop? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah no. I okay. thought we stopped. I That's, thought we stopped. Stop this, is, this. this is the first time I've uh, sat right. in this chair. You need to tell me what I'm doing. Victor, here's what you need sure to do right now. About I'm going to tell you right now what you need to do. We're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh, boy. Character Edition. 
Okay. Right, so let's think of three characters from the show. Uh, I want to say Dan's bad TED Talks character. So my bad TED Talks character, or what other characters do we have tonight? Um, so like, hmm. We have Dan Salesman. We could do a Dan edition. So either, would you fuck my salesman character? Would you fuck my TED Talk character? Or... What's a good third? Any one? of the people that were French. Oh, Henri. 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 Would you Henri. fuck Henri? Oh, okay. Fuck my salesman. Henri, salesman, or uh, the host. Yeah. Bad TED Talks. Give us some pretty, pretty like robust explanations why, okay. too, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, I guess I would probably, I would probably have sexual intercourse with. Um, fucking. I like to, you mean fucking? I know. I would make love. To probably, wow. I would go with uh, the TED Talk character. Okay. Wow, thank you. Because uh, it's um, it's always good when you get uh, positive reinforcement, and I think the way that he kind of uh, went Google and just uh, <laughs> was loud and exclaiming things, it would make you make you know that you were doing something either good and or bad. <laughs> I think from a kill standpoint. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I'd probably kill the, uh, man, I guess I'd probably kill the, uh, the, the Frenchman, Henri, okay. because he, he turned his back on his entire heritage. Wow. He okay. was a Frenchman who lost his Great accent, point. and uh, so at that point, you can't marry that guy, because what, what, what are his morals, what are his morals anyway? Texan that didn't smoke. Well, interesting point. That's true. Yeah. That's a nuance of character I didn't even think about. Yeah, because most Texans that I know... Are either heavy into dipping or heavy into smoking? Well, dipping and smoking are different, right? I yeah, mean, they're both tobacco. Yes. Uh, but the uh, the smoking usually is paired with dipping uh, in terms of the personal choices for tobacco use. So, so that guy's, I guess, that just leaves uh, Mary at Mary the salesman because he's got a you know a steady job, <laughs> uh, is able to you know provide some options. Also, he did have a past uh, relationship with another man, so. That would that That's would be if, if I'm gonna yeah. marry someone uh, all, and my choices are all men. I would want someone that I'd be compatible with long term. So he he That's had uh, a noodled with uh, some other uh, men in the past, and I am a man. And and you like his noodle? I get it. I mean, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. So that's not the best great. I can come up with. No, I would appreciate well, that. So for me, it's a little bit different. Just a slight variation on, on everything that uh, Victor just touched on. For example, I would marry the salesman. No, you said marry. I said I would marry. The I salesman. would fuck the salesman because he has a brown couch that he's trying to sell for two, and I have brown couches. So it is awesome. I would then, uh, I would kill Henri because fuck that guy. He he lost his culture, and I used to uh, I used, actually used to live in Europe, in France specifically. So that to me is one of those things. Like I have some sort of pride in terms of cultural yeah. uh, references and preferences and everything else. So that's that's the thing there. And then I would end up marrying a bad TED Talks guy. Interesting. So I. Honestly, I, I kind of go the other way with the uh, French character. I would marry that character because that character is open to change. And I'm, I'm kind of into that. Like, if you can adjust, adapt, and compromise with me, I'm more likely to marry you. That's so a good point. I, I feel like I would, I would marry that character. I would, I would really fuck the salesman. I would fuck his dick off, whoever that person was, because... I feel like salespeople have like vigor 
to have like persistence and confidence and slight ego and you kind of need that to be like a really good salesperson okay uh and then i would obviously kill uh the ted talk character because I just feel like the yelling would probably get on my nerves at some point. Well, here's the thing, though. He's not yelling at his partner in the research, right? He's not. What he's doing is he's yelling at the audience so that they can do additional research. So the way I see it is that is more of a reason to marry that person because they are smart. They are doing research that is changing the world. Oh. And for all you know, you can go down. You find intelligence sexy. I do. Wow. Intelligence is one of the sexiest things out there in men and women. It truly is. So what, Christian, what for you tonight was was your highlight? What's something that, that you saw that uh, you took away from the show or that you, you felt was a standout moment so in the show? So I think the, uh, the best one-liner was our actual closing line of the night. So we did a uh, the best, one of the best... Um, uh, hey waiters that I've seen in a long time and the last suggestion was ba- small doll baby hands or small baby doll hands I've never heard that suggestion in my entire life right. so we took that suggestion and it was one line one line from Jessica saying oh that is a Trump restaurant we all know Trump has small hands so that is that is by far my biggest takeaway of the night was oh, that Oh, that's line why she killer. said it. I thought it was because the food was fucked up. I was like, oh, oh my god, I'm just now getting the joke an hour later. I can't believe that I, I botched that. Please tell me you're being fucking sarcastic. I'm dead serious. I had no idea that's what the joke was about. I was like, oh, it's a bad restaurant. It's a Trump restaurant. No. That's the way I took it. I didn't think about the small hand. Oh my god. god. We have now Patrick, who has decided to join us. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Pat? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Patrick is on main stage. He is. He has upgraded. He has left us. I I, I have been spotted once. He's got it on his business card. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's on my LinkedIn profile. It's on. It's on my. uh, It's my aim screen name right now. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick, what was something that you took away from tonight that was like a standout moment for you? Um, so I don't want to double up on anything else anybody it said. It doesn't matter. But, um, you nobody has said anything intelligent well, up to this um, point. Personally, I think everything that Dan did was amazing, and also Elisa. I'm Hardle. actually jerking him off right now, yeah. so that's so, why I said that. So he's only saying Elisa because they're going home together later on tonight. So that, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> she, she won me with her whimsical ways on stage. She is very um, whimsical. No, I, 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 one of my favorite things was uh, the two. My two favorite parts were the. Uh, where Dan's character as the uh, the salesperson, the brown chair salesperson, uh, <laughs> and the the scene, uh, the uh, the ice, you, the singing scene. Um, oh, the uh, sing it. The you, yeah. What do we call sing it? That's called sing, sing it. it. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah I, 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 I swear to God, my, I swear to God, I actually do shows. I just don't know what. <laughs> now, uh, oh God, I loved it. I loved the I love the I love the character. The specifics of your uh, salesman characters. Thanks, man. I I actually picked up something in singing. I watched Ernie pretty closely and how he sets up his rhymes. He knows the the second rhyme and he throws the first one in first. He he started off, I don't want to take your goat, but I'm going to drown when I end up on that boat. And that was his his rhyming scheme the entire time. I think he dropped frown earlier, so you could actually hear it coming. And you're like, oh, I know what's coming next. So I actually, Ernie's. I didn't know what was coming next. I thought it was going to be something like brown or something. <laughs> My pants will be brown, and I was completely wrong, which is fine. I, I usually am. So that, that Ernie, I learned a secret from him tonight. 
He's a clever one. He yeah, is. Yeah. These, the sing it scene was like I I actually watched that. I was like, because that's a scene that could really bomb. Like, yeah. Like those are. It, it either goes yeah. th- like sing it's a game that either goes really well or goes like. But honestly, Horrible. we had we there had, is no middle ground. We had three people in Sing It where I look at that going in and I know, dude, this is going to be a good scene. Oh god, yeah. You got yeah. Ernie, Elisa, and Al in Sing It. It's going to work. Absolutely. You know yeah. that, that's that's a that's a killer crew. That's a murderer's row. Yeah, I think there's it. a couple of uh, like like nonverbal stuff that I watched in there too, where I watched Al and Ernie going back and forth at each other with Elisa's kind of in the background. You can see her trying to stay in Ernie's eyesight. The <laughs> oh, whole time. that was a great. Oh, oh that god. was. Awesome. I lost even, it. She, she used that non-verbal communication specifically to get Ernie's attention and do like the whole, I'm your mother, you better listen to what the hell yeah, I, I mean, told I you to say. Yeah, I mean, I think as sons, we've all seen that look. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, and, and not to mention, she did it in a way where the audience saw it right away. The audience responded and picked up on that entire non-verbal cue. You know, that's, that's what made it genius. It's like, you can do those small things, but if the audience doesn't catch it, you've lost that moment. God, yeah. And I get that look at home often. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and every time I go home to my parents' house, basically that's the look of my life. It's all good. So uh, it's something we did touch base on with uh, Keely and Joe earlier in the series of podcasts that you actually get the experience as well. What is it like to be an improviser in a relationship with an improviser? It's, it's a, well, I think the best thing about it is like we've only known that. So I think that's a that's a good point. Is that we've it's not like one of us decided to go do improv when when the other person wasn't involved with it. So I think that that we both started around the same time here at NCT. So I think that's an easy point. But to be honest with you, it's just like it's really like any relationship. I think um, you know it's. How it's, often do you get, do you feel like you guys connect like on an improv level in your all the time, yeah. all the time. I mean, I, well, I think that we we also share a brain, so I think <laughs> it makes improvising with somebody else a lot easier too. Um, it's a lot easier to improvise with your best friends, and you know, she's happens to be my best friend. I am my wife. It's awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's right. What? How do you think that dynamic would change when Elisa obviously gets pulled up the main stage? Do you think that would change your dynamic in any way? No, 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 not at all. But I do think that's uh, it's no. I, I, I've said in the past to her, I'm like, there's times where I would only be nervous on stage with her, which is weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah, totally weird. Well, no, I mean, it, it makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. I screw a scene up, she suffers because of it, I suffer at home later. You know, it, it's one of those is things that, where... Is it something like that, where you feel like you need to monitor yourself or check yourself a little bit? No. Or? No, that's actually the cool thing about it. Is I, I, they, it there is no filtered version of me, like, uh, and she sees it all. Oh, so I, I think we all know that, Patrick. <laughs> so I think that's, that's totally... <laughs> You can see right now, I'm blushing a little bit. Yeah, look at, <laughs> look at those little cheeks. Oh. Look like a grown-up cherub. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that. That is a, that is a great viewpoint on it. Uh, a little different than the way that Joe and, and Keely brought, you know, talked about it, but definitely, definitely uh, <laughs> yeah. a valid point. They also haven't leveled up like Patrick and Elisa have. So yeah, they uh, we, we came up together. We came up. We came from the streets together. They started from the bottom. Now yeah. they're here. Yeah. Except, except he's there and she's here. That's true. But on that note, Patrick, so we've got a game to play with you. Uh, it's fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Because we've been talking about your relationship. 
Fuck Mary Kill Character Edition. Oh, characters right. in the show this evening. Oh, okay. So we've got a, a three for you to choose from. We've got uh, the salesperson character. Fuck. We've got the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's two the more. The TED Talk character. <laughs> And our third character. Dan's TED Talk. Oh, these are all Dan's characters. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. third one. So, Henry, Ali, Henri. Henri. Yeah. Or the TED Talk Dan character. Yeah. Or the sales character. Okay. Okay. Uh, definitely, I'm definitely going to fuck, fuck the, the salesperson character. <laughs> so, I stand by my initial decision. Um, I'm definitely going to kill the... Uh, well, give us... Tell us why you would fuck... What attracted you to that person to fuck them? Uh, he was a forceful gentleman. He knew what he wanted, you know? It just seems like he was a take-charge kind of guy. So, uh, you know, I can respect that. <laughs> um, the, well, the, two, the other two options are the... Uh, the, 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 the TED Talk, Ted Talk character. Yep, and, and then, then Henri. Uh, who, wait, you weren't Henri, though. Who no, was, that was no, Steve. Steve's Steve, on, oh. So Henri was the character that changed oh, I'm kill, the French I'm, I'm, lineage. I'm, I'm killing Henri. I'm killing Henri. <laughs> I have to kill Henri just because, because he's... Is rem- it turncoat? No, he's, you just had the... He attached Texas to anything, and I'm just going to probably try to <laughs> kill... Death. Yeah, Florida or Texas <laughs> is probably what I'm going to say. Which means I'm definitely marrying Dan's... Uh, the TED Talk uh, character. character. I mean, he's an intelligent... He obviously is an expert in this field. See? Patrick, you and I. Yes. Exactly the Without same thought. Was the the same? Yeah, it was well? the exact same wow. things and almost the same reasons. The only difference in reason was the couch. I like brown couches, and I happen to have one for two people. So I connected with that character on a different level. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Hi, my boys. All right. Thanks again, Patrick. So what do you think about Matt's notes tonight? He had, uh, actually, uh, notes went a little bit longer, I felt like, than usual tonight. They, uh, they it, did, but I think they were valid, and it was pretty good. So yeah. I, I don't think that there was anything that was out of the ordinary. It was more of, let's take a new approach in terms of how we approach the notes and how we approach specific standout items. The complimenting at the end was a little bit different than we, we what we're used to. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll do that because it, it, it was a little bit... A little bit quirky, and I think that asking people their motivation on why they did something in the scene is kind of a hard thing. It's like, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but I just kind of react. Yeah, we and I don't always know why I react or why things came out of my mouth. I can't really explain it. It's like being touched by Jesus at, at the particular time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to touch you. Um, so it's, it's very difficult, and yes, it is a new approach, and hopefully... We will uh, figure out the right approach because I think we're still finding our way. And joining us at the table now is the amazing Ernie. Uh, for anyone listening to the podcast, Ernie is the uh, the intro voice and the outro voice to the podcast, letting us know that we are in fact listening to the the golden voice after show. It is the golden voice. It's the golden voice. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what were you guys talking about? The, uh, well, uh, notes so, at the end. Yeah. Well. How about let's let's take a step back, Ern. Give us uh, what was one of your highlights from the night, or something that you take away from tonight's show. Something that I took away from the show. Uh, you know, it was just the audience makes a giant difference. Um, you know, we could have done the same show with eight people in the audience, and uh, it wouldn't have been as good. 
This is very true. Uh, and, and I don't think it's just because of the suggestions that they give or anything like that, but the uh, energy that they provide is just so huge. Makes such a big difference in every single scene. Absolutely. We actually had uh, 25 walk-ups today. Oh, wow. In, yeah, in addition to the at least 13 that we had before the show and maybe some that got added between uh, the end of rehearsal and the show starting. So, Oh, wow. We had a, a sizable audience in the house tonight. Which is great. And hopefully that's from uh, maybe they've been to other shows like last week's or some of the promotion that we've been doing or something like that. But. I definitely think that we've... Andrea's aspect or approach to marketing has definitely benefited the audience sizes at Sunkville. I think that everything that she's been doing so far and the partnering that she's done with Victor, with you, and with me, I'll say me because I've tried work on, working on some stuff, all of this marketing so far has been extremely beneficial, uh, and I think it's definitely contributing to those elevated sizes of crowds. So. For sure. I think, I think uh, we can see a definite... Uh, increase in the attendance. I mean, it used to be six people, eight people, or whatever. Tonight we had a lot of, of walk-ups. Usually summer's kind of a slow time, yes. especially uh, Sunday's always kind of difficult, but uh, it's good to have people at the show. You, you know what's another proof of that, I thought, too, is that uh, the people that are typically at shows these days are noobs. There are people that, that haven't been to the shows before. And they're a little bit like they don't know what to do when you say you guys. The audience, they, they don't know that. And they're new. And I think that's due to the marketing, that, that people are hearing about us for the first time and experiencing the show for the very first time. Yeah, and when I've worked house or when I was voice and I've worked uh, the, the box office window, I've asked, how did you hear about us? And a lot of them are just like, I just did a Google search for what to do on a Sunday night. And that's how they found us. So... Yeah, for these new people, um, how do we make it better for them? And I think um, awesome hosts like tonight's host, Sarah. I think uh, the, the energy that we all bring would also be awesome. Uh, and, and I think really taking the suggestions that they do bring because, honestly, for a lot of people, it's, it's difficult to truly understand. Are they really making it up, or right. are these suggestions just plants that are adding something to it so that we think it's made up, right? Right. And I think that is one of those things that really helps under, for them to understand and want to come back. Uh, I know that last week, for example, on Saturday, I came over for one of the, uh, the main stage shows, and there was a couple of people that were at Shakespeare's beforehand that wanted to kind of sneak in in the middle of the show... Uh, for the main stage show, I happen to be outside, and I, I let them know to not go ahead and do that because it would be disruptive and not really the right thing to do. And I started explaining just how many shows we had. And, and you said, go to the Sunday show instead. And I actually didn't say instead. I just let them know, come tomorrow. Uh, so the reason is, I explained all the shows. They were surprised that I actually worked there. I wasn't wearing any NCT gear. Uh, they're like, oh, you work here? I was like, yes. By the way, don't come to this one, but if you want, tomorrow, it is Comic-Con Sunday, so we are having a themed show, and it's going to be awesome. The theme is wrestling this year, and it should be a good time, and we, we're expecting a large audience come by and watch the show. And sure enough, they were in the audience the next day. I saw them, and I was like, nice. exactly. You, you should get paid $5 per ticket that you recruit. <laughs> uh, See, it should be commission-based. Yeah, That's right. Absolutely. Well, I I, uh, I also did use two comps. My brother was also there using another ticket, and my cousin using another ticket. So technically, I brought in four people plus two comps. Dang, son, recruiting. What? Recruiting. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely fun. 
Uh, it's uh, it's something that I think our marketing is working. And Victor is joining us back at the table, but he's bringing a beer with him, which is the best thing he could do. Um, and Ernie is tasting the so beer. So Ernie, while you're you're choking that down, we've got another thing for you to choke down with your mind. And it is our our favorite game to play. It's Fuck Mary Kill character edition mm. characters from the show this evening so we have three characters three characters, three characters okay. in particular yeah uh we've got Henri, which was steve's character all right that was a turncoat on his own uh nationality you've got the bad ted talk character dan's bad ted by myself <laughs> his his and also you've got my salesperson character so fuck brown, Mary kill. brown so couch. in this no matter what. I'm in man. twice. You're either wow. fucking me or killing me or marrying me. So which, which is the, what was so the third it's, one? It's, it's brown couch. Google. Oh yeah. Or or Texas. One of the three. Yeah. Uh, give, it, give us some some real reasons here too, Ernie. No, no messing around. I totally hate this game. I really do. <laughs> That's why we like you playing it. All right. So you so can you can, uh, you can change the verbiage. I mean, Victor Victor chose to say make love <laughs> instead of kill. I don't know why. Ernie, if it helps you, I won't make any eye contact with you as well while you do play this. Game. He will okay. hold your he will hold your hand though. Okay. So uh, so who do we have? We have Henri. Henri. We have uh, brown couch salesperson. Brown couch salesperson and the third TED one. talk. Ted Talk guy. Yeah. Oh my God, that is a really tough choice. Yeah, brain tickler. So uh, yeah, I guess I have to choose somebody. So I'm gonna say I would make sweet love to <laughs> to the uh, salesperson because great choice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'd say no that. No, nope. there's no eye contact right well, now because, between Victor you know, and I was in that scene as well, and yes, uh, we, we already had a relationship, so you know, we know each other's bodies and everything. So that's, <laughs> and for those, that's, that's for, for everyone listening, while he was explaining this, Victor was pantomiming that he was masticating himself. <laughs> no, 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 that was, uh, that's not at all. I'm saying it's a roll of the dice. It's a roll of the dice when you play this game. And, and I, then, say, uh, I say masticating jokingly. Yeah. It's a uh, audience, audience didn't seem to understand that word, and I thought that was like known lexicon. It I is. throw out a mastication joke. I expect people to pick it up. Nope, they were just circle jerking themselves. Uh, and then uh, Mary would have to be the uh, tent dog guy um, because yeah, he, he really seemed to know what he was talking about, you know. Even though you know he, he seemed to be a little bit submissive, which you know I think is good in a spouse. Um, you need to have them a little bit, not that, totally that, submissive. So, so that that would be submissive. that would be a biblical reference. <laughs> That's a biblical reference. <laughs> it is in the Bible. It says that the wife should be, be submissive like jello to Jello or anything, but you know, just a little bit submissive. It's not Jello. It's a warm apple pie. <laughs> so, so a little bit submissive, and then. And then uh, kill Henri, uh, just because you know somebody from Texas probably knows his guns, and it, you know, be good to have like a so, so good yeah. fight. Oh, so, yeah, good so fight. what we're gonna say is this: Victor has chosen a different set of options than you have, uh -huh. but you, Patrick, and I have chosen the exact oh, same is that three. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. What does that tell us about those characters, though? I that wonder tells if there us is that those some characters insight. are amazing characters, and a lot of us guys want those three characters <laughs> in very specific positions. Yeah, I, I guess maybe my view is a little bit tainted as I was involved in those, and I'm just 
thinking about fucking and marrying myself. And <laughs> Sorry, Victor's singing along to the background music. Perfect timing for an R&B hit. Victor, and podcast think, gold. This is podcast gold, and I think with that we can close it out. We got a sing off from Victor to finalize the rest of the show. Dame arigato, Victor. That's all I know. You awesome. can crush that one. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Adequate the Sunco After Show. This has been episode five with a couple of special guests, including one from main stage, Mr. Patrick, and uh, we are Victor, Ernie, Dan, and Christian sitting at the table signing off. Nice. This has been the Sunday Company Post Show Wrap Up. Thanks for listening. Thanks.